The content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Ready, set, go! And the truth shall set you free! Welcome to One Life Radio. We are... I have a reverb chair. <laughs> oh, do you? I hate that. Oh, I hate that. It's got to stop. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, my gosh. Just explain what the reverb, reverb, a reverb is, Jer, to those that maybe don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, w- what happens in radio when it does that? Uh, in, in your case, it's because uh, the board is sending you your signal back to you. Ah, okay. My board is sending... Stop that, board. <laughs> so how did you fix it? <laughs> I have to reprogram the board. Ah, all right. Yeah, well, I'll be in studio tomorrow because, uh, just because. <laughs> but it's great to be here. Uh, it is Monday, and I know everyone is well aware of that because it is Thanksgiving week, and everybody is uh, is just bustling around, aren't they, trying to get everything done before the holiday so we can try to relax for 24 hours. Never <laughs> <laughs> and and Marie didn't have her voice on Friday, but she's back a little bit. She still has her voice. Halfway. You found it? No. Halfway. Oh. Yeah, she's here. My yeah. goodness. She does, once she gets rolling, it gets better, you know. <laughs> you know, it gets better. You just got to yeah, start saying like have a say, say a couple of sentences. <laughs> oh my gosh. See? See? Okay, there it goes. There I've it got goes. my I've got my mints here, so you meant it helps. Well, you speak really lowly, uh, very low volume, low, low volume. And so I right. think that's part of it. When you uh, put a little air in your lungs before you speak, uh, it, it helps. I I'm think. hoping when it comes back, I'll have kind of that raspy, sexy voice for a good oh, day really? or so. <laughs> <laughs> Not the uh, old uh, 70s waitress in the diner smoking the cigarette voice. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> How you doing, darling? <sighs> Want some coffee? <laughs> Coffee talk. Oh, my gosh. Exactly. I've got my coffee here. Uh, I already had. What did you have for breakfast, Jerry? Just curious. Cheerios. Cheerios. Cheerio. What did you have, Marie? I'm not saying. You're not going to say? You didn't have Halloween candy, did you? Oh, now I'm so curious. What did you have for breakfast, Marie? (laughs) I ate a hamburger bun. For breakfast? Yes. No wonder you're sick. I didn't have any toast. You didn't have any toast? Well, did you put it in the toaster? Yeah. Well, it's the same thing. Oh, so you toasted a hamburger. You toasted a hamburger. So that was was toast. Yeah. You had toast with your coffee. What'd you put on your toast? Butter. (laughs) Butter. She's trying to say butter. Okay. Well, we won't make her talk too much, but uh, are you getting ready for the holiday, Jerry? I know I am. I'm bustling around here like crazy. I am. I am. Yeah. Most of my work for the holiday comes here. Yeah. Getting everything ready for all my shows and stuff for Mm -hmm. the coming holidays. Yeah. We're getting preempted, I think, on Wednesday, right? And if Texas Tech continues, we'll be preempted on Thursday as well. But we've got great shows lined up. Uh, Some of our best of uh, on those days, if you're out driving at at noon, turn it on and uh, catch the broadcast, the rebroadcast of some of our best shows. I found out yesterday they were going out to dinner for Thanksgiving so we don't have to cook. Oh, wow. I know. You know, I have mixed feelings about that. I do too. Uh, you know, from being in the restaurant for some uh, restaurant business for so many years, I don't think you should make someone else leave their home on Thanksgiving. I think it's uh, 
somewhat selfish and then people say well you know it's an opportunity for them to make money well that's true and oh they'd be working anyway but not if no one showed up they wouldn't be because the restaurant industry would get a big fat message that they need to close on thanksgiving so what do you think i was working at starbucks once and it was was it christmas morning or was it christmas eve Uh uh-huh i think it was christmas morning and a guy came in, and he just he's had this wild eye in his look, and he th- throws open the door, and he's like, what are, what are you guys doing working here today? What, why are you here? Mm-hmm. And we all just looked at him, and I was like, because... Why are you here? Because you come here for <laughs> coffee. Yeah. If you well, wouldn't you, come here for coffee, we wouldn't be here. That's right. Was it Santa? It was not Santa. <laughs> well, you know, and, and, the, and it's a trickle down too, right? Because if you know that they're not, no, nothing's open, you become more of that survivor mentality, you know, where you make your own coffee, maybe get a thermos. If you say, oh, I'm going on a road trip, they still make thermoses. In fact, I would say the ice shaker is a great alternative to keep something hot for many hours or cold. But yeah, I just don't think it's right to make somebody work on a holiday. I I just don't. I think it's, I don't think it's okay. And I think if, you know, it's like anything, you speak with your feet, you speak with your wallet, and that's the only way you're going to be able to really induce change and get uh, these big corporations or, you know, little ones, whatever. No small family business is open, though. They want, they're looking, I had to get married on a Monday the first time just so I could, you know, because in the pizza business, your busiest days are like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So we got married on a Monday night (laughs) at seven (laughs) o'clock. Do you remember so. on Sunday, there was nothing open growing up. Like, that no. was the worst. No, nothing was open on Sunday. Yeah. and um, There were a I few re- things. What I remember most is the grocery store having the blue bars across everything because of the blue laws. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which we still kind of have a holdover for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, um, do you remember what some of the items were? They're really random. It was anything that wasn't a staple. It, it wasn't that random. It was like this. It was like uh, if you were going in for like cereal or for sugar or flour or something of that nature. Everything else was all blocked off. All of the all of the like non-essentials. shaving cream or like you know yeah. just your makeup. Yeah, cigarettes, yeah. Uh, booze. You could what buy about milk feminine and eggs, hygiene products, but you couldn't buy. <laughs> that's a, that's, that's a, a staple. staple. <laughs> right, but you couldn't buy orange juice. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. Uh, you know, so, Jer, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? You're cooking? What are you cooking? Uh, turkey, dressing, homemade cranberry sauce, Ooh, that's, and probably that's a, a uh, mm. buttermilk pie. Oh, nice. Maybe we should ask Emma what she's doing. Yeah, we should. Is, is Emma with us? Yes. Oh, I didn't know she was yeah. here. I thought she was coming on after the break. I would have gone right <laughs> to you. Emma Suddy. Oh, my gosh. How are you doing today? Good. I'm good. How are you guys doing? I believe the proper response there is boo. (laughs) Yeah, I thought we were bringing you on after the first break. I did not know you were waiting in the wings, uh, and I apologize for that. But uh, for those of you out there listening, you're in for a treat because Emma is a walking dictionary and full of knowledge about so many things that are all health-related and cooking, you name it, gardening, you name it. Uh, She is an acupuncture physician and founder of Chinese Medicine Living, a website dedicated to sharing how to use traditional wisdom to live a healthy lifestyle in the modern world. She is 
is passionate about her work and loves to share her knowledge of this wonderful medicine to empower people to live healthier, happier lives. She has written for multiple publications over the past decade and is now a health reporter for the Epoch Times, uh, covering Eastern medicine, nutrition, trauma, and lifestyle medicine. You can find Emma Suddy at ChineseMedicineLiving.com. That's ChineseMedicineLiving.com or on Instagram at ChineseMedicineLiving. So, wow, you know, we're talking about celebrating fall with uh, pumpkin and turkey tail and all kinds of stuff. Emma, like I said, you just, you, you know so much about all these topics and just health in general, but uh, especially as a writer of, of the Epic Times, you've written a number of articles on natural health um, and, and what we eat, how important it is of a factor for our overall health. So we wanted to touch on a few of your fall-related articles that we had that we, as we head into Thanksgiving this week. The first one is living in season is the key to health. So what does it mean to live in season, Emma? Well, that was a very kind introduction. It kind of made me blush on the radio. <laughs> um, uh, living, so living in, in harmony with the seasons is really just adjusting our eating habits and our behaviors as the seasons change. Um, and the idea is just that the things that are good for us tend to change throughout the year. So mm-hmm. this, this living according to the seasons was practiced by our ancestors who were more connected to the earth and all of its natural rhythms. But over time, we've become sort of disconnected from these natural rhythms. And so this living in harmony with the seasons are, are just a reminder of the way that we used to live. Well, yeah, I mean, think about it. All the different, uh, you know, vegetables and fruits and even flowers that are available year. Not, I mean, there's different times of the year, right? That's why there's a spring, a summer, a yeah. fall, a winter. And we do need to follow the path of Mother Nature uh, for, for so many reasons. Uh, I know that Chinese living um, or Chinese medicine also talks about, you know, the, the different times of year as year as times to, like, settle your mind, right, or sleep more or yeah. sleep less, right, just like just Absolutely. like animals do out in the wild. I think it, it's easy for us to have become disconnected from those things because we live indoors and we have electric lights and we can get food that's grown in any season because they're mm-hmm. all flown in from all over the planet. So right. it's, um, it's really a way of getting back to our, our true nature, which is, which is hard. It's hard to do now because we have all of these modern conveniences, which, you know, make, make life a lot easier. So, well, and all these modern diets and products. And I mean, if you just go on Amazon or to the grocery store, you see it's kind of overwhelming. There are so many choices, even in your pancake mix, right? <laughs> do you want there pancake are. mix with adaptogens or do you want regular? <laughs> then there's artificial sweeteners, ve- uh, you know, vegan, paleo, keto, uh, organic. I mean... I know. And you, you go, oh, my gosh, you know. But I love th- this old Chinese pro- proverb that you wrote about in this article that you wrote for the Epic Times is that he that takes medicine and neglects his diet wastes the skills of his physician. I love that quote. I love that one. It's words to live by for sure. Yeah, it really is because, you know, and, and Hippocrates, food is medicine, right? We all know we all know that one. Okay. Let, uh let food be thy medicine in the fifth century. And so food is medicine. Food is the original medicine. I think that's the way I think about it. Food is sort of the medicine that we, we get to choose every time we eat. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think now we associate medicines with medications. Um, but I think, you know, in its, in its original sense, food was really the medicine that kept us healthy or could make us yeah. sick. 
in, you know, yeah. in a lot of instances, especially these days. Mm-hmm. I made a beautiful stew last night. Um, it was so wonderful. I used fresh green beans and and um, golden, all organic uh, vegetables and green beans and multiple colored carrots, chopped them all up and put them in there with onion and celery and fresh Italian Italian parsley. And I even uh, used a little chicken bone broth because I was feeling a little green around the gills. And we all know that chicken soup, you know, is really good for you. And I have to say, I do feel better today after doing that. Um, And I used some vegetable stock as well. And then I even used a little bit of... uh, of uh, local uh, heavy cream and put it in there. And it was so good, Emma. It was so, so good. That sounds delicious. I think, too, I mean, I think that's another thing is in Chinese medicine, it's really important that the process of preparing your food and, like, being, you know, being joyful and, like, just knowing that you're making this to feed yourself and, you know, Mm -hmm. you're putting love into it. That's that's also a really important part, and I think we forget that sometimes. That's very similar to what Katie and I made for dinner last night. Really? Yeah. What'd you make? We've got that uh, pressure cooker. What's it called? The um, Instant Pot. Instant Pot, yes. So oh, we, uh, I love that so thing. we threw a, a chicken. Oh, yeah, we do too. We threw a chicken <laughs> breast in there and half an onion, some carrots, some potatoes. Delicious. That yeah. is mm. the best. It doesn't have to be complicated. Right? It doesn't have to be complicated. And and it's important to eat. Uh, oh, I'm looking at the clock. We need to go to break. I think I'm a little too relaxed today. <laughs> All over the place. <laughs> I was trying to just, you know, it's it's. I just wanted to be relaxed today. I'm a little too relaxed. But let's go to break. And we'll be right back with Emma Suddy, you guys. We're talking about celebrating fall with all these wonderful things. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You are listening to One Life Radio. If you missed the show, not to worry. You can always catch the podcast after the broadcast at OneLifeRadio.com or your favorite podcast app. Be sweet, barricade. We've all heard the mantra that vaccines are safe and effective, but is it really true? Turtles All the Way Down, Vaccine Science and Myth is an in-depth review and analysis of the science on vaccine safety. By the time you finish reading, not only will you see the answer clearly for yourself, you will also have the scientific references and quotes at your disposal that prove it. More than 1,200 of them. From mainstream scientific papers and textbooks to official government publications and vaccine manufacturers' documents. Whether you are new to the vaccine debate or a veteran seeking a deeper grasp of the science, Turtles All the Way Down Vaccine Science and Myth is a must-read. Now available on Amazon. Magnesium supports the health of nearly every system in the human body. Yet it can be difficult to maintain healthy levels through diet or supplements. The ideal way to restore and maintain healthy magnesium levels is through your body's largest, most efficient organ of absorption, your skin. Be sure that your body is getting the magnesium it needs with Ancient Minerals, the number one recommended topical magnesium among health practitioners worldwide. Their lotions, highly concentrated magnesium oils, bath salts and gels make it easy to get the daily magnesium you need to thrive. And the best part? Ancient Minerals is part of Enviromedica, a name synonymous with quality and integrity. Learn more about magnesium and ancient minerals at Enviromedica.com. Back with more positivity pouring out your speakers. It's One Life Radio. Mm. 
Welcome to One Life Radio. I should say welcome back, everyone. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Emma Suddy. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. I wanted to remind everyone, if you missed the broadcast, uh, you can always go back and listen to the show uh, on your favorite uh, podcast app like Spotify or Apple, all of them, and go to the One Life Radio podcast that is chopped up and sent to the where's it sent to <laughs> what's it called uh, you guys chop it up and then you download it and then to oh, blueberries blueberry your there podcast you go server. Uh, speaking of blueberries and that's what i was looking for a nice little segue here are blueberries what season are blueberries as far as food emma <laughs> that is a good question <laughs> we eat them year-round because they're always available like you said earlier I know, I know, but That's well, true. you know, we we really do, and so we're talking about celebrating fall uh, with turkey tail and pumpkins. But we're talking about basically all foods in the fall, and what and what the fall season means according to Eastern medicine. With Emma Suddy, if you're just now joining us, she is an acupuncture physician and founder of Chinese Medicine Living, a website dedicated to sharing how to use traditional wisdom to live a healthy lifestyle in the modern world. She is super passionate about her work and loves to share her knowledge of this wonderful medicine to empower people to live healthier, happier lives. She has written for multiple publications over the past decade and is now a health reporter for the Epoch Times, covering Eastern medicine, nutrition, trauma, and lifestyle medicine. You can find you can find Emma Suddy at ChineseMedicineLiving.com or on Instagram at ChineseMedicineLiving. Okay, so Emma, can you tell us what the fall season means according to Eastern medicine? Um, So fall is the season that's associated with the lungs, the color white, and the emotion of grief. So as the summer season winds down and the weather starts to get cooler, our behaviors go from the outward expressions of summer, being outside and active all the time, to the more inward and introspective activities of fall, um, which inevitably prepare us for the winter. So Uh, White foods are also beneficial at this time of year um, as they benefit the lungs. So things like garlic, onions, leeks, cauliflower, parsnips, mushrooms, and pears are beneficial for the lungs, especially at this time of year. Wow. And the lungs need that. See, Mother Nature knows our lungs need the help in the winter and we're not getting as much or the, the fall, right, which turns into the winter. But especially in the fall, cold and flu season starts what? In like, I think the end of September or October? Right. Yeah. When does fall officially start? Is it September twenty first? I, I I think. Or yes. no, wait, no. Is that fall or um, that's, is that that's right? Fall. Yeah. And so, how interesting, you know, when you when you listen to Mother Nature and grief. What does grief have to do with fall? I find that so that so there are emotional. Uh, there's emotions uh, attached to the different times of year. That's so interesting. Yeah, every every season in Chinese medicine has an emotion associated with it, which is just wow. sort of a way to check in and you know see if there's anything that we're holding on to, um, you know, when in terms of that emotion in particular. So that's just sort of our chance every season to to make sure that we're staying emotionally healthy. 
Wow, I love that. Um, I don't know. Is, is anybody as fascinated as I am about this? I just, this kind of stuff blows my mind. It really does. I'm so, I, I mean, I, I just wish we would pay more attention to Mother Nature in the whole world. I know there are other countries that do it more in the Eastern, right, than in, in, in Western uh, countries. But I don't know. I think that the Western civilization has failed us in a lot of ways by not listening to that ancient Chinese wisdom and mm-hmm. medicine. We just keep moving further and further away from it. But I think there is, I think it's sort of like a pendulum. It's sort of, now it feels like it's really at one end of the extreme and it's starting to swing back. I think there's a lot of people who are starting to figure out um, Mm -hmm. that this more natural way of living is is Mm -hmm. sort of the way to go because the way that we're living now is not really conducive to health in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think the COVID-19, you know, as tragic as it was and how horrible it's been on so many different levels, you know, uh, I I do think that some good is coming out of it because I think once and for all, especially here in the United States and other countries as well, but we really have put a focus on our health like we have not in years. We've just been going along, as you said, you know, just this big rock rolling, you know, and just doing so much damage. Uh, That's how I think of it. And the rock stopped during COVID, you know, and we had to look under it and kind of see what we've been doing and the damage we've been causing by not staying in touch with nature. Does that, does that analogy make any sense to anyone? (laughs) Yes, of course. I think COVID has been, there have been some good, I think we like to focus on all the bad things, you know, that happened during COVID, but I, Uh I think you're right. It has sort of put this lens on all the things that are broken about, you know, Mm -hmm. the the medical system and the way that we're living and our health. And, you know, sometimes we sort of need a wake up call like that. And our government. Yeah. Let's not forget our our government too. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys remember though, that they would show scans from uh, satellites of the earth. And when we were all under lockdown, they could, you could see how the, uh, pollution and everything had cleared up. Yeah. Well, uh, if it was so real, was I'm hoping that it was. You know, I question everything, but I do. Uh, I don't think you need a lockdown to appreciate. Uh, that's not how you go about appreciating nature and getting back on track. But yeah, I do remember. Uh, but you know, hopefully it was real. But yeah, there's uh, anytime you slow down, and you and you think and and you examine, you're going to have discovery. Agreed. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so let me ask you this to stay on track here. What do we need to know as we head into win- into winter, Emma? Um, so fall is a really good time to clear out the old and make space for the new. The energy of fall in the lungs is letting go. So that's sort of the focus at this time of year. Mm-hmm. So things like cleaning and reorganizing and donating um, are really good practices in the fall. That, and they make space for everything that we're going to cultivate over the winter. That's a different season than like what the old Southern axiom is about spring cleaning. Yeah. Right, exactly. It's, I do it's both. really different in that way. <laughs> I, and yeah, that's what I would recommend. I mean, I yeah. would recommend doing both. That's always do a both. really good good thing. And emotionally, um, making sure that we have let go of any emotional hurts that have lingered, it strengthens the lungs both physically and psychologically. So organizing your life, becoming more introspective before winter is sort mm-hmm. of what fall is all about. And checking in to make sure that we're emotionally healthy and not hanging on to anything um, that no longer serves us. That's sort of the thing to do as we go into winter. 
Yeah, and I think that fall and winter is a great time to prepare yourself, survival of the fittest, to keep, uh, you know, to keep us all strong and smart and be prepared uh, for all kinds of things that could happen. It keeps you sharp. Do you think so? That's how I think about it. And, and, yeah. and like you said, like I pull out my refrigerator on my washer and dryer typically two or three times a year, but especially, and I was doing it this morning, like the fall and the spring, because it's important to keep everything fresh and clean and, and, and organized and all these things that, I don't know, keep your, keep your life prepared for, for anything that could hit you. I don't know. Absolutely. I think that gets harder and harder. Like, good for you. I can't remember the last time I pulled out the fridge. <laughs> well, uh, I'm afraid of the little creatures living under there. Too. Well, <laughs> I say that too. Yeah. No, it's a, it is hard to pull it out. It takes a couple people, but um, you Those know, those little fuzzy things down there, I think, are evolving. They've got teeth. Yeah. They got little well, like rituals. They build little fires and they dance around them. I don't really think I want to get down there and mess with them. Well, and I, you know, I uh, not clean behind this. Yeah, or a vacuum behind it or whatever. You know, I have a lot of animals, a lot of, I have a lot of fur, a lot of fuzz in my house. Okay. So it's something that I just have to do. You know, I like a tidy home. But um, so much to know about fall. All the, all the, so I was reading this, Emma. This is kind of crazy, I think. Uh, so, you know, why is summer the only season with a positive emotion tied to it? Because I read that summer is joy, and you just said fall is grief, winter is fear, and spring is anger. Why is summer the only one that's joyful? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in in Chinese medicine, all of the emotions are important, and it's it's vital that we sort of acknowledge and process them to be healthy. So, uh, and each of the emotions has an effect on on the each each of the seasons is like I said a chance to to check in with ourselves and that particular emotion to make sure there isn't anything that we've left unacknowledged mm-hmm. because those things can build up over time. Um, leading to problems and illnesses in the future. In terms of like joy specifically, we we definitely want to have joy in our lives, but similarly, a lack of joy um, can lead to issues. So mm-hmm. it, it's all about balance. I know yeah. we we tend to we tend to think of emotions as positive and negative depending on sort of how they make us feel. Like the ones mm-hmm. that make us feel good, we we think that we want more of those, and then the ones that make us feel bad, we want less of. But it's sort of it's sort of a spectrum, and we need to sort of balance all of them to, to be healthy, even joy. There's yeah, also I a agree. link there to the old Druidic ways where, you know, that uh, winter is when things are dying. Um, right. And then uh, in, in, in summer, the reason why that's joy is because the sun is back, everything's mm-hmm. warm, it's all green, stuff's mm-hmm. growing, you got food, we're all good, and then fall comes, and... The, the light is dying, Death things are dying rebirth. off, and then winter comes, and that's hard, and that things die, and people die because winters mm-hmm. are hard, and then you mm-hmm. have to process the anger of that in the spring so that you're ready for the joy in the summer. Nice. Very good, exactly. Very good, Jer. Excellent. <laughs> just I love it up right there. Yeah, no, and I love talking about this. I think it's so important. Again, if we just if we just go to Mother Nature for our answers and listen to nature, all the answers are there. Everything we need is in nature. I'm looking at the clock. We need to go to break. We'll be right back. Uh, and stay tuned. Emma Suddy is who you're listening to. She's amazing. She's an acupuncture physician and founder of Chinese Medicine Living. You can find her at Chinese medicineliving.com. Stay tuned. You are listening to One Life Radio. Follow us on social media at One Life Radio. 
Wellbeing Journal is a remarkable bi-monthly health publication esteemed by intelligent readers worldwide. It's available in print or digital, single issues or subscription. Its focus is on living a happy, healthy life and preventing or healing illnesses naturally. Preventing or healing cancer, arthritis, cardiovascular conditions, and digestive issues, as well as nutritional solutions for optimal health are regular subjects. Learn more at wellbeingjournal.com. Centuries before scientists identified the incredible nutritive value of beef liver, our ancestors naturally revered it for the energy and vitality it provides. But most people today find liver's health benefits much more appealing than its flavor. That's why our partner Enviromedica offers a superior New Zealand grass-fed beef liver supplement. All the complex benefits of this ancient powerhouse superfood in modern, easy-to-swallow capsule form. Find out how to rewild yourself for optimum health at Enviromedica.com. That's Enviromedica.com. Children's Health Defense, led by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., is devoted to the health of all people and the planet. Their team fights tirelessly against the public health policies, practices, and mandates that are harming our health and threatening our medical freedoms. Children's Health Defense steps in where others fear to tread. Visit childrenshealthdefense.org and tune in every Monday for health freedom news and views with the president of Children's Health Defense, Mary Holland. Want to advertise on One Life Radio? Send us an email, info at oneliferadio.com. Contagiously positive, One Life Radio is back. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Emma Suddy. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. We're talking with Emma Suddy about celebrating fall with all kinds of things, including turkey tail and pumpkins. We're going to get to that. <laughs> that was supposed to be our primary focus because you wrote an article recently on turkey tail and its uses in treating conditions uh, that can result from certain traditional cancer treatments. So turkey, ta- turkey tail has been used medicinally in Asia since the 15th century and the Ming dynasty. So Emma, what is turkey tail and what is it used for? Well, I love turkey tail. Turkey tail <laughs> is a medicinal mushroom that, as you say, has been used in Asia for thousands of years. I did not see to- that coming. <laughs> you did not, you did not I was thinking like we're going to make tea out of tail feathers or <laughs> oh, turkey tail is a medicinal mushroom. Yeah, yes. I'm surprised um, you don't know, Jer. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it's awesome. It's been used for thousands of years to fortify health, fight infections, increase longevity and enhance spiritual attunement. Mm. Um it's found almost anywhere in the world that there are trees as they grow on dead and dying wood, branches, and fallen logs. Um, They're really easy to find, and they're sort of everywhere in North American forests. Uh, And they're named after their colorful concentric rings that look like the tail feathers of a turkey. Mm -hmm. And today, turkey tail is used to support conventional cancer treatments, um, and they're approved adjuvant therapies for standard cancer treatments in China and Japan, and they have been for more than 30 years now. Wow. And yet not here in the United States. That should tell you something, right? That speaks volumes. <laughs> yeah, I think they're I think they're they're doing a lot of research and I think they are getting there. 
mm-hmm. which is which is hopeful. Um, but I think that it's been such an integral part of that culture, uh, of, yeah. of Asian culture, for such a long time that it's not as much of a stretch for them as it would be here because we're not so much about the natural treatment. Well, that and because they're, they're probably, you know, doing the research so they can patent something so they can, you know, can make right. lots of money off of it exactly. instead of just saying, you know, hey, I'm the U.S. government and, uh, you know, the Chinese are really smart and they've been doing this for a very long time. Why don't we just try it? How about that? Why don't we just try it and not worry about the greed factor? And why don't we cure some folks of cancer? You know, that's not right. happening. Right. Right. Oh my gosh! Well, you know, you talk about uh, you were talking about tree bark and stuff like that, which makes me think that we're not. This is not nothing to do with turkey tail, but mullion. Mullion is a tree bark, right? Um, that has been around for a long, long time too. And it's you're speaking of the lungs. It's fall. I always put uh, mullion in a little cup of water when I'm starting to, you know, feel like I'm getting sick, especially in bronchitis or my lungs or anything like that. Do you know anything about mullion that you can share with us? I think I do. Can you spell it? It's M-U-L-L, I believe, I-E-N, Mullion. Oh, Mullen, Mullen. Okay, yeah, I thought it was Mullion. That's, that's the way that I always... Um, okay, I was spelling it wrong. Yeah, maybe that's, maybe that's um, Mullen. I, oh, I would have to look it up. I would okay. have to look it up. Yeah, there's, I mean, I know that it's it's medicinal, and there's all kinds of things that it's used for. The yeah. oil of the leaves and flowers are used as a remedy for earaches, eczema, and some other skin maladies. What, mullen? Yes. Maybe I'm not, but maybe it's a different one. This is a tree bark. It comes from the bark of a tree. And uh, I just gave some to Pooh a couple, actually, a couple of weeks ago um, because, you know, he was having respiratory trouble. But anyway, we'll get back to turkey tail. What else do we need to know about turkey uh, tail as far as uh, fighting cancer? Can you tell us some of the findings from the uh, several research studies that were involved? Yeah. So turkey tail is actually one of the best researched medicinal mushrooms, um, and it has more than a thousand entries in the PubMed database. Um, and a lot of studies have shown that it has potent anti-cancer effects that include inhibiting tumor growth, um, inhibiting the spread of cancer metastasis, helping to fight cancer cells, modulating the immune system, and suppressing inflammation. Um, according to, to one review, the bioactive compounds in turkey tail mushrooms have documented anti-cancer activities in cell studies, animal studies, and human trials. And one of these bioactive compounds called polysaccharide K, or PSK, has been used effectively for treating gastric, esophageal, colorectal breast, and lung cancers. Wow. Um, Another of the bioactive compounds in turkey tail called polysaccharide peptide, or PSP, has been shown to help improve the survival and quality of life in patients suffering with a variety of cancers. Mm -hmm. Um, Multiple studies have also found that the compounds in turkey tail, when used in addition to conventional cancer treatments, increase overall survival rates. Wow. There's a lot of research out there. Yeah, that is pretty awesome. My gosh, um, you know, hopefully we can, you know, change our um, our path that we're on as far as cancer treatment here in the U.S. and embrace some of these other, um, uh, you know, 
practices, <laughs> right, from other countries that have been doing it for many, many years. I mean, I remember when COVID broke out, the Chinese were the one of the first things they did was got, you know, was uh, told their people to get on high dose vitamin C. I think the government, e the government even distributed it in, in China. Um, but yeah, we didn't do that here. And we, and we know that vitamin C, uh, there's lots and lots of evidence, research that shows that vitamin C is a remarkable nutrient for uh, fighting cold and flu, right? Yeah, absolutely. And there, I, I've been researching a, an article or a series of articles about integrative oncology. Um, and there are a ton, I mean, there's lots of research to support it, but there's, there are all kinds of integrative oncologists who, you know, in addition to these conventional cancer treatments are using a lot of these more natural treatments like IV vitamin C, um, hyperbaric oxygen therapy, like just all of these herbal treatments. There's So there, it does exist. It is out there. It's just not as mainstream as the conventional stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and your conventional oncologist probably isn't going to tell you about it, probably because they just don't know. So if you yeah. look for it, you can find it. And it's there's all kinds of it, and there's lots of great research to support it. Mm -hmm. There is. And uh, I'm looking at the clock, and while you were uh, we were talking about this, I did a little Google search, and I found the mullein just for people. I don't want to leave them empty-handed. Uh, it's M-U-L-L-E-I-N, and it, uh, it's a... It's, it's a medicinal plant uh, readily found in roadsides, meadows, and pasture lands that has been used to treat pulmonary problems, inflammatory diseases, asthma, uh, spasmodic uh, coughs, uh, and migraine headaches. But, uh, yeah, I've used it for years. So, um, and so I think it comes from the whole tree and the leaf, just like Jerry was saying. But it is spelled M-U-L-L-E-I-N. We're looking at two different things because this oh, is a, a flowering plant. Ah, well, I think they're probably both, uh, they came from nature. Hey, Mother Nature didn't mess up. <laughs> they're good for something, right? But uh, especially if you have like a cough, it's what I do. I put it in a little bit of uh, just lukewarm water, you know, or tap water and drink it. And it, it works pretty, uh, it's, it works pretty, pretty well. So uh, let's go to break. Yeah, you know what? That's what Marie needs. I think we'll go down and get her a shot right now during the break. But we'll be, we'll be right back. More coming up with Emma Sunny. We are talking about Chinese Medicine Living. You can find her at ChineseMedicineLiving.com. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back. You are listening to One Life Radio. You're listening to One Life Radio. Make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at OneLifeRadio.com. The ecosystems of the body and the earth are inseparable. Gut health is the foundation of all health. And just as biodiversity is integral to the health of the earth's ecosystems, microbial diversity and balance are key to the health of your gut microbiome. I have been taking Enviromedica probiotics for over six years now, and I encourage you to try them as well. Rewild your gut with spore-based probiotics and wild harvested prebiotics. Visit Enviromedica.com and check out all of their excellent products. Get reconnected to the earth with Enviromedica. That's Enviromedica.com. In today's environment, books provide the most reliable means for disseminating knowledge. Children's Health Defense Publishing offers titles written by foremost authorities and courageous voices who speak the truth despite criticism and consequences, often at the expense of their careers. Here are the latest must-reads in the fight for truth. The Courage to Face COVID-19, Preventing Hospitalization and Death While Battling the Biopharmaceutical Complex 
by true crime writer John Leake and prominent research cardiologist Dr. Peter McCullough. Lies My Government Told Me and The Better Future Coming by Dr. Robert Malone. And Cause Unknown, The Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022 by former BlackRock fund manager Ed Dowd. Get your copies today at skyhorsepublishing.com and listen to the show every Monday with Mary Holland, president of Children's Health Defense for updates and deep dives into these new releases. That's skyhorsepublishing.com. We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Emma Suddy. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California. On ABC News Talk, we're talking with Emma Suddy about celebrating fall. We already talked about turkey tail, and our plan was to talk about pumpkins. So let's talk, talk about, about pumpkin or pumpkins, Emma. What do we need to know about pumpkins? How how is pumpkin uh, beneficial to our diet? Um, pumpkins actually, and maybe you know, a lot of people don't know, uh, are really really good for you. They have all kinds of of health benefits. So they are loaded with antioxidants. Are they're nutrient dense? They're low in calories, and they're an excellent source of fiber. Um, and pumpkin's bright orange color means that they're high in the antioxidant beta-carotene, mm. which the body converts into vitamin A. They also uh, have ample amounts of vitamin C, vitamin E, vitamin B6, magnesium, potassium, thiamine, folate, niacin, iron, and riboflavin. Um, and the, the lycopene and carotenoids in pumpkins help with cancer prevention, the potassium in pumpkins can help with blood pressure and heart health. And pumpkins are also high in beta-carotene, which the body uses to make vitamin A, which we need mm -hmm. for a strong immune system, reproduction, mm -hmm. growth and development, healthy skin, and being able to see clearly. Mm. Um, pumpkins also have lots of magnesium and the seeds, actually, especially, which are a great way to improve mood and reduce stress. Mm. So, Again, everything awesome. everything we need, and they are pretty awesome. Okay, so yeah. what's the best way? Most pumpkin, I've got a case in, I got from Costco, six cans <laughs> of canned pumpkin. Is canned pumpkin okay? You know, if it's organic, think, you know, because yeah. a, a pumpkin, a, just, no, go ahead. What's the best way to prepare it, eat it, all that, to get the, to get the biggest benefit? Well, that, I mean, that's just the thing to, to look out for. I think canned is okay as long as there aren't any other ingredients. Like I think that, you know, as long as there's not any other mm -hmm. added sugars and, mm -hmm. and added um, preservatives and things like that, if you can get just pumpkin in a can, I think it's okay. Um, and, you know, you can, you can roast a, a fresh pumpkin. There's lots of different kinds of pumpkins. Um, but, you know, I think just trying to get one that's as, as clean and, and chemical-free as possible is mm -hmm. always a little bit. Best yeah. way to go. Are squash and pumpkins, I know they're related, are there some squashes that are just as uh, potent as far as nutrients as a pumpkin, if you can't get a pumpkin in your local grocery store, you know? <laughs> I mean, I think they're because they're all in the same family, they probably have a lot of similar health benefits. Uh -huh. um, I think the, the bright orange color of pumpkin tells you that it has all of these awesome yeah. antioxidants that are mm -hmm. that are really good but um i would think that you know because they're all in the same family and they all have you know that sort of range of colors that they all have pretty similar health benefits mm -hmm. 
how much pumpkin do we need in our diet to be beneficial? Cause like, you know, cause eating pumpkin pie once a year <laughs> probably doesn't cut it. Right. <laughs> because of all the sugar, which by the way, pumpkin, I recently made my dogs some little pumpkin treats and they absolutely loved them. By the way, dogs love pumpkin. They were easy to make. And I used, um, a real high protein, uh, organic flour. Um, and I think it's, Red, what do they call it? When the, the different red wheat or the winter wheat, you know what I'm talking about? That's higher in protein. Um, they, they weren't gluten free, but, um, but anyway, uh, they absolutely loved them. But I dipped my hand in the pumpkin to taste it, and it was kind of sweet naturally, is what I'm getting at. Yes, yes. So I think I think eating a slice or two of pumpkin pie every year is probably not not enough to reap all of the health benefits. But um, for example, like a one cup serving of pumpkin gives you 16% of your daily potassium requirements and more than three times the daily recommended amount of vitamin A. So I would say, you know, when pumpkins are in season, just get creative and, and get as many as, as much of it as you can into your diet. The good thing is that it's incredibly versatile and it can be used in a variety of foods from soups and stews to ice cream. You can you can roast pumpkin in the oven with butter and, and spices um, or you can add pumpkin puree to a soup or a stew or cake or bread to add some natural low calorie sweetness, which is mm-hmm. what you're talking about with your your dog treats. Yeah, um, and it's, it's pumpkin, real high in fiber too, right? It is, it's extremely high in fiber and the seeds are also a, a really nutritious snack and a delicious way of getting rid of worms and other intestinal parasites. Really? So, and you, you, yes, that's actually um, one of their best known uses, at least my, that's what I think of. I need um, those worms we, to stay thin. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's funny is, and I know this is not really what we we're supposed to talk about today, but parasites, a lot of people don't even think that that's real, but you do have parasites inside your body, don't you? And how often... And what can you take, um, Emma, to get rid of parasites in your body besides the pumpkin, eating a lot of pumpkin? What else can we do to clean ourselves? Parasites is an interesting topic. And I, I feel like I <laughs> I think because I lived in Central America for many years and, and parasites are just sort of a normal thing there. Everybody accepts that people have parasites. And, uh-huh. and the normal thing to do in a place like that is to do a cleanse or to to take, you know, some medication to cleanse yourself of parasites about every six months. And so I think that when, you know, when I came back to you after living there, I was like, okay, well, we all have parasites. And, you know, I remember going to the doctor and saying, you know, oh, I think I was looking for something for for my children to help with the parasites. And she just sort of looked at me like I was bananas because I think a lot of people here don't consider that it's a problem but I I mean from experience I I really think that most of us have parasites and I my family and I do um you know we deal with our parasites every six months or so just to Mm -hmm. to keep ourselves yeah keep yourself well you know I'm thinking of a story somebody told me I wish I could remember all the details you know it was a couple of weeks ago and a friend of mine was telling me about a friend of hers that um was sick and I can't remember her symptoms it seems like there was like a lot of pain or something stomach pain anyway she went to the doctor she went to another doctor she went to another doctor she went to like 10 doctors and nobody could figure out what the heck was wrong with her and she on her own through just reading and stuff like that decided that she thought she had parasites and I don't remember what she took to get rid of them but that was the issue and she went back to tell the doctor and he looked at her like she was crazy because she's cured now you know, um, whatever symptoms she was having are gone. And it was related to having parasites in her body. And so it's not something that we normally hear about, though, in mainstream media, right? People don't talk about that ever. 
I think conventional medicine, they don't. I don't know if it's just not something that they learn about in school, but I know a lot of my, you know, holistic um, doctor friends, like they, they all sort of accept that, Not maybe not all, but I, I think it's sort of accepted that, that parasites are, are a problem. And, you know, we think of them in terms of like our pets and like yeah. livestock and things like that. That's completely normal. So I don't know right. why that would not transfer to us as well. Absolutely. I mean, you know, think I think about all my dogs. I give them ivermectin once a month, yeah. you know, to keep the heartworms at bay. And don't eat sushi. And don't, yeah, oh gosh, yeah. That's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't oh. eat raw anything uh, except vegetables. I don't know. I don't, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't no, mean to interrupt you. No, no, I, I think that that's, that made me really sad, too, when I when I was like, oh, we're going to have to cut down on sushi because it's so, so, so delicious. But, yeah, fish, raw fish especially, is, is not, not great for parasites. Yeah, no, it's not. What else can we, what else we need to know about pumpkins? What's, what's a really, oh, Marie's ra- raising her hand. Go ahead, Marie. So I want to <laughs> know if we can eat the decorative pumpkins that everybody has outside their doors for the fall and Halloween and all that. Good question. I think that that most pumpkins are edible. You don't want the jack-o'-lanterns, the big, big ones. Yeah. Um, I think those ones aren't, you know, aren't really meant for eating. And they're, I think you can, but they're not very sweet and they're kind of stringy. So the smaller, yeah. like little pie pumpkins, those ones are a yeah. lot sweeter and more delicious. Sugar pumpkins. Um, yeah. Sugar, sugar pumpkins, yeah. Unfortunately, the yeah. music has started. Oh, my gosh, I hate it. But it was fun chatting with you today, Emma. So good to have you on the air with us. And thank you so much for your contribution uh, to One Life Radio and the Epic Times. I always enjoy reading your stuff. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, too. And Have happy gobble gobble. Absolutely. Happy Thanksgiving to, to you and everyone out there listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, so, uh, you know what? Have a great day. I'm too relaxed today. I don't know what's wrong with me. It's like I'm ready for vacation. <laughs> it's the holidays. All right. You get one body, you get one mind, and you get one life. Make the most of it.